Time to check in with David Locke for our weekly conversation with David. David, how are you? Hey, David. I'm good, guys. How are you? Very good. Doing well. Is this something where a win and a sit down at a conference conference room somewhere and hammering out some things that the Jazz can get get uh, past this pretty quickly? Oh yeah. I mean, I think I would hope. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, that would be pretty. I mean, if it costs them this great a season, is basically what you're asking. Yep. That would be pretty horrendous. So, yeah, I would hope that everyone has worked. Those groups worked incredibly hard and been amazingly committed and had great collective energy and been able to, you know, work. They really changed the way they played. There took a lot of effort to that. During the end of the season, a lot of guys went out and put yeoman's effort out without two primary guys. Like, to lose all of that over this would be, I mean, I don't know what the word is. Like, you know, I mean, I'm probably lacking a vocabulary word for that. That's considering considering how hard everyone's worked and what they've accomplished and what they've done this year to have you know to come out dead on Wednesday in a fairly must win game because of all this would be would it would be uh, yeah I don't I don't have the word for that that's that's you know Stephen King novelesque <laughs> you know David when I go back and do film review in in football game situations sometimes it'll just catch my eye that the team across the ball is just a better team. They're just better. And I'll start watching them based off of how impressed I am by whatever it is, whatever facet of the game is that's pulling me in. I know that you went back and you reviewed game one. How impressed were you with the Grizzlies as you watched that game back? Uh, Very impressed for three reasons. Um, Dylan Brooks would be one. I mean, Dylan Brooks dominated the game, dominated it. Like, if we're going to fall in love with Rudy Gobert all year for the way he dominates the game, then we got to give Dylan Brooks love for dominating the game the way he dominated the game because he took Joe Ingles out of the game for the first 10 possessions. He took Jordan Clarkson out of the game for the next 10 possessions. And then he took Mike 15 possessions. Like, it was awesome, frankly. Um, and they played a defensive style that allowed him to do it. But it was it was pretty great. Um and Dylan Brooks, to his credit, has guarded the number one defensive player on the other team, the second most of anybody in the NBA, while scoring 17 points a game. Like, that's pretty impressive to be that high energy where you get the number one assignment on every game. Only Royce O'Neal's had the number one assignment more. And then score 17. So, that was the first thing that was super impressive to me. The second thing that was impressive was that I, re-watching it, had a bunch of times where I felt like the Jazz were about to bust it open. Like where it was, I was watching, detailed, seeing the execution, seeing the adjustments, seeing what was taking place. Like, oh, they're going to be okay. And then being like, well, actually, no, they're not. They're going to be down 20 here in a minute. And it was really surprising to me, re-watching the game, the way it turned out considering what I watched in those sequences. David Locke joining us right here on 97.5, 1280, the zone and the zone sports network. So in root or when Donovan Mitchell comes back, Dylan Brooks will probably get that assignment. How does that affect uh, the ability of other guys to create some opportunities for themselves? Well, I think that opens up everything. Like I just don't think he could take Joe Ingles out of the game the same way if, Donovan Mitchell's on the floor because he can't guard both of them. And 
he and frankly Donovan and Donovan torched Dylan Brooks during the regular season. Um, statistically, at least, I'd have to go back and watch all of them and see whether the tracking numbers are accurate. Sometimes they're not great, but the tracking numbers show Donovan really having his way with Dylan Brooks. Um, you know, the same way, actually, in fairness, John Morant, according to tracking numbers, had his way with Royce O'Neal, which makes this series particularly interesting. Uh, but so, yeah, and like, you know, he can't just go guard Mike Conley. Like, the Donovan, Donovan being absent from that game changed everything. I think both psychologically what the players went through in the six hours before tip-off was certainly different than what they anticipated. And then from an X's and O's standpoint, I mean, the Jazz are rolling at 54-50, bringing that game back in when Mike Conley picks up his third foul, excuse me, fourth foul, and they just begin to fall apart. And, you know, the second quarter when the Jet, they don't allow Joe Ingles to – there's a sequence in this game in which Joe Ingles is in the game as the point guard. And there are, I believe, eight trips up the floor. He touches the ball for less than a second combined in the front court. Now, I don't know if we just were going away from him because Dylan Brooks was on him. If Jordan Clarkson just decided he wanted to play point guard, nobody else got a choice. If the, like, oh, Joe just decided he didn't want the ball because Dylan Brooks was bothering him? I, I don't know. I don't have the, you know, the contacts right now to know what happened in that sequence. But that was a that – that doesn't happen. Like, so all the key sequences of the game don't happen if Donovan played. And then we just had guys who had bad nights. And I don't want to give them an excuse. It's a playoff game. But if you go through four days of preparation thinking you're doing one thing and then you get a surprise Woj bomb – I'm sure it knocks you off your kilter a little bit. That that didn't help any. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked at length about that, just how that would affect the morale in the locker room and how that affects the way guys uh, attack the court. Uh, another angle that I wanted to, to get to, just in regards to what you're talking about with Dylan Brooks standing in front of Donovan Mitchell, Dylan Brooks goes off for 13 of 26 and scores 31 points in game one. If he's having to stand in front of Donovan, what does that do to Dylan Brooks' offensive game? That's a great point, Hans. It's a great point. You know, Hans, I was talking to someone the other day. I meant to call you. I was complimenting you on your 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 learning this game. Um, so I will do it publicly instead. Um, the but they, no, you're exactly right. I mean, just Dylan Brooks's night is much different, and what and what ha- he has to do um, is much different in in every regard. Because also Donovan's you know better than all of our other offensive players, so guarding him's harder. Dylan Brooks was great, though. Let's just make sure we give all the credit that he deserves. They had played three do-or-die games. The very first play of the game, Joe Ingles comes across half court, and Dylan Brooks meets him at the logo, chests up on him. Joe Ingles kind of puts a shoulder into him, and Joe Ingles is pretty, and then Joe Ingles runs down the lane, and Jonas Valanciunas checks him, and then Joe comes back up to get the ball, and by the time Joe gets the ball, he's back at 45 feet at half court instead of being at, like, 35 feet. Mm-hmm. Now, Joe makes a nice long dribble out front and hits the three, but the message was sent on the very first possession of the game that this is going to be a bore. And that's impressive, and it was. And they didn't, and they didn't make it less than a bore for one second of the game to their, to their credit. David Locke right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network as we get you ready for game number two coming up 
uh, tomorrow. Uh, by the way, are you a Ted Lasso fan? I am not, but I was texting with Q last night and said, I need to watch it also, and he said, absolutely. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll add it to my list. Oh, so you haven't seen it. You, you, oh, I, no. I didn't know if you watched it and you weren't a fan. No, you definitely need to watch it. It's a great yeah, show. Yeah, I hadn't. I hadn't. I hadn't. Uh, I have not seen it, so I'll have to. I'll have to watch it. David, you know, I watched your, the NBA. Give, I watched the NBA. <laughs> David, give me your top three series all time, though. Like that, I know that obviously very involved with basketball, but your top three series, I want to see if I've seen any of them. I don't. I, I watched the NBA. Um, really, honestly, like I. I mean, I Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think is genius. So that would be like just a sitcom that I watch when I want to get away from something. But I have not. I'm not a. I'm not a binge watcher, series watcher. I watch the NBA. If Quinn Snyder can watch a show, you can watch a show. Yeah, I know. Actually, that was actually my follow-up text. It's like, when's yeah. time to watch this? Um, <laughs> I, I think I said so. Quarantine allowed you to watch TV. I think that was my follow-up text. <laughs> There's always time. Hey, and just for the record, I'm not the one that's not returning phone calls anymore. Oh, is it David? Just, just throwing it's that out David's there. David's Just throwing that out there. That's kind of a nice change of events. Somebody may have texted, I'll call you right back, and, and I did not get called right back. David? This is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I was hey. thinking as I was waiting for your call today for the show, does this count as a callback? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would you like to complete your uh, conversation, Scotty? No, we're good. Okay. Good. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that conversation that we are going to have needs to be had on the air. Probably not. Nope. Nope. It does not. No. Well, David, why we call each other? Hey, uh, just uh, on a uh, broadcast standpoint, I know it's not eighteen, whatever the new capacity is, but as a broadcaster who's been waiting for that moment to get, you know, over ten thousand in an arena, uh, what was that like for you? And especially in a playoff like atmosphere, so fun. It was so fun. I had the greatest time. I loved my job on those nights more than anything. It was, I just loved it. I, I, I couldn't have been happier just on a personal level. I couldn't have loved calling it more. Um, I honestly thought, like, I haven't thought we were good all year on any night. I haven't finished a broadcast yet all season long feeling good about it. I don't know if we were, but I felt great at the end of that broadcast. Like, the, but I, I nailed it. I was crazy tired yesterday, actually. I would share that. Like, I had no energy yesterday. I really think that, like, fighting over a crowd for the first time, being in that environment, that intensity, um, I loved it. I just had, on a personal level, the greatest time. And then as a fan and as a citizen of our town, it just felt right. It felt packed. It felt like there was – it looked great. The the crew did a great job with the T-shirts on the seats so that those seats even looked full. And the ent- the opening with all the lights was amazing. So tip of the hat to the Jazz, you know, ops staff who finally got a chance to put on a show. Uh, I and then the crowd was awesome. And like, let's go, go get your shots and go. Let's go to 17. Come on, let's go. Like this, it was great. I loved it. It was. I was over the moon, and I didn't go to bed till like three. Like I was so geeked up. It was just the best. So. From a jazz fans being back, atmosphere being back, and on a personal level, it was like by far the most fun I've had in a long time. My man. David, appreciate it. We'll talk to you again here soon. And I just like 
committed like a mortal sin of broadcasting, claiming you had a good game. Now I'm going to go back and yeah. listen to it and see if it sucked. <laughs> it was great. I listened to a bunch of it, actually. You're awesome. Well, Appreciate it, David. That's nice. I had a blast. Awesome. David Locke right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.